Jeffrey Dahmer soaking blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about to get strange. back we're going back in time once again because no one will ever get sick of hearing about the titanic will they one of the greatest disasters in history next to 9-11 it is timeless and this is strange brew podcast i am one of your hosts tomcat aka tom thompson and i'm ready to go aboard this ship and travel to a new world in america and who else do I have here on this voyage? Another another co-passenger on this this wonderfully strange voyage that, that we call Strange Brew, HP Shovecraft. And literally, I said we're going to do it, and we're fucking doing it. Now we're in 2022. We are talking about the Titanic. We're going back. Nobody gets sick of hearing about this shit. I really think so. We talked about the conspiracy aspects of it the last time we talked about the Titanic, and we always said we were going to get into the ghost stories and um, more or less ghosty things and hauntings that have to do surrounding the Titanic, and we're going to actually get into some firsthand accounts of people that were aboard the ship. Yes, we are talking about Titanic once again. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> Eating this cheeseburger and nothing else. So this is going to be, I, I still like, I, I was watching, uh, we were watching this um, thing on Prime and it's like, uh, it's called The Movies and it goes into detail of movies in the 80s and 90s and they talked about the Titanic and man, I know you would differ opinion. I still love that movie. I don't care. It gave me my first boner, as I said in the first episode. <laughs> I still enjoy it, the theatrics of it and everything and the grand scale of it. So we're going to get back into the Titanic once again. We're traveling. We're back on the voyage, man. You thought the ship sunk last time? No, you were wrong. It popped right back up out of the waters. Yep. You're crazy. That's what everybody says. Literally, everybody Not says that. <laughs> so we're just going to get back into the details. So maybe people that didn't catch the conspiracy one, we're going to go over, obviously, what this is all about. So the RMS Titanic set out on its maiden voyage with more than 2,200 people aboard in, in April 1912. Tragically, only 700 of those 706 of those passengers would survive. The ship was moving too fast one freezing night and struck an iceberg and went down. Those who perished in the event survived a terrifying and as agonizing demise. Any paranormal enthusiast will tell you that with strong emotions paired with an untimely end are key ingredients for a haunting. Yeah. Yeah, it starts up just about, you know, every every ghost story possible that has a uh, a bloodied or a, a malicious malevolent haunting is usually uh and one night 
they met their untimely violent yes. demise. And there is uh, many different uh, ghost stories to do with um, ships, uh, with boats, essentially. So it might be something we get into later on in life. But uh, I, I have mean, ghost ships have been a part of you you know, like the movie? naval lore since the beginning of oh, it's true history. The flying, like, you know, flying Dutchman, Dutchman yeah. all that shit. You know, yeah. I got a full, full glass of rum. This is all rum. That's just straight. Is it cracking? No, it's straight rum. Captain Morgan's black. I actually like Captain Morgan black. I, I thought for years I couldn't drink rum because um, I used to get heartburn with it when I was a teenager. Like I caught, I just had, I mean, my buddy drank a fucking 26 of Bacardi between the both of us and we both just got mm. heartburn. Yeah, I think well, it's just Bac- it. I think it's just Bacardi. But when I went to Cuba when I was 19 and I then I saw the shadow people. But um, when I went to Cuba, I drank rum the whole time. So I was like, eh, whatever. And then I haven't gotten into it. But I got a bottle of rum because I had it. From uh, the Christmas live special where I drank rum and eggnog. <laughs> so I got a full a full glass of rum. It's actually really tasty, man. It kind of tastes like a, like a hint of chocolate and stuff. Oh, yeah. Captain Morgan Black's good. I can't drink rum for the same reason you just described. I get wicked, wicked heartburn. But I don't anymore. I to, so maybe it's like certain I, I, kinds. I don't know. Like I used to spend summers like drinking Kraken and Sailor Jerry because yeah. it was like 20 bucks a bottle. It was like 94 proof and it was like... There goes my night. <clears throat> yeah, because you know, after I drink uh, some rum, smoke a little weed. I'm flying, Jack. I'm flying, Jack. I'm flying. That's yes, how I feel. Are. That's how I feel after I uh, drink too much. I feel like I'm flying on the cloud of uh, inebriation. <laughs> In a world of pure inebriation. Yeah. In a world so, of pre. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've got a I've got a little bit of Jim Beam Devil's Cut with some uh, some club soda. That's a good but idea. As I told Tom earlier, I'm going to be going for a nice drinking walk later. So Yes, and that's why when it. we start getting into some other stuff this year, uh, we're going to make sure that Anton is uh, drinking. We're going to have some fun <clears throat> doing some Yes, we have episodes. had requests that I drink more, so <laughs> I guess that'll be what's happening. And uh, I know Billy gets sick of it, but I'm never not going to mention what we're drinking on because it's just what we do. I want sponsors one day, and that's how we can start every podcast. You pay me, you pay me money, I uh, I promote your vodka. I your shit. Yeah, exactly. So well, for, It's tradition at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know. That's why I got the hat. Cr- just because the, the episode two, it's we're going back in time, so this hat is appropriate. I'm wearing my uh, paperboy like Peaky Blinders hat for this episode. So uh, for eight decades, the RMS Titanic and all of its contents sat at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean until an underwater excavation. Teams brought artifacts back up to the surface. Now these pieces of history are offering a rare glimpse at what what it was what it was like essentially to be on this massive ship and hints at its ghostly spirits that still linger around the doom vessel and um but before we start that off we're going to talk about some terrifying stories from people who actually survived this frightening disaster do so you stuff. think if uh if they were to successfully pull the wreckage up yeah, and store it in a museum somewhere. I think the haunting would uh, persist. Um, you and your kombuchas. I you love know, kombucha. You think like it, the museum would then become haunted? Like anyone that would go near the exhibit would have, you know, ghostly visions. And, and that's what we're gonna get into um, because spirits attach themselves to it. And I wonder. I don't know. Uh, uh, we had a comment on the conspiracy one. This guy claimed that there was like a black portal. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah, god yeah that dude like, what the fuck 
He's like, no, it didn't sink. It actually went into a black hole in the middle of the ocean. Like, dude, that's that's fantastic. I love that. So um, (laughs) I'm going to adopt that. But I wonder if in some parallel dimension, they like still think they're on the ship in the bottom of the ocean, but it's constructed the originally the way it did before it like crashed and the disaster happens, you know, like things get imprinted in time. But they're all like dancing in the Irish fucking jig underneath the fucking ship where like Jack and Rose went. Well, know. you would think they wouldn't relive the moments leading up to the crash because they're supposed to be continuing the moments uh, <clears throat> where they're dying and what have you. So most people didn't die in the crash. Like maybe if you yeah. were true, true. standing near the engine true. room when it blew up or something, you got uh, you got to relive those memories going before it. But my other question: What about uh, the people was, that like fell asleep in their beds? Like remember in the movie that the mom's tucking the kids into bed, which is even fucking that's so scary too to think like and that she's singing them songs and stuff and comforting them as essentially the water starts filling up and then you and your children drown. Like I wonder if that got if they stayed in that dimension. Who knows? Yeah, it's possible. Like you go in that room and you just see that scene replayed. Yeah, because like residual hauntings, um, mm-hmm. like we talked about in the Christmas haunting episode. The Christmas haunting. But yeah, uh, the other thing is, um, is it would it be the actual wreckage of the ship itself, or would it be the area? Yeah, and you know, so the, like if you pulled the ship out, would it come with, or would it just be the bottom of the ocean? There's people sitting on the ship as though it was still, you know, yes. pre. So it is weird, and you know, they kept saying, "Oh, it's not going to sink. It's not going to sink." But she's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can. She's made of iron, sir. I'm sure she, she can, and she will. <laughs> yeah, so she wasn't made of wood. We can't make ships this big out of wood. <laughs> we might actually have a higher survival rate because people can cling to the debris. So we're actually going to get into some stories from a first class, second class, and third class passengers. So let me get in the first class. Jack Thayer. Uh, Jack Thayer was a uh, 17-year-old high school senior from an upper-class family, returning from a trip to Paris with his parents. In confusion following the um, collision with the iceberg, Thayer became separated from his parents because everyone's panicking, which is even it, – it's even it, – it's extremely scary for this to happen and how it happened and when it did happen. And it's even more frightening that you're, you're separated from your family. Well, I mean, the chaotic stampede occurs with any disaster, but you, you'd think that when it first started and everything started going down, they would have kind of had it under control a little bit. But then all it takes is one person just being like, no, fuck you out of my way. And then, you know, knock somebody out and they move. But this is, you know, the early 19th century. So if somebody got that unruly, it wouldn't yeah. be outside the realm of possibility that an officer on that ship is just like. Well, Anybody I know, else? and they show it with that Anybody guy, else? even in the like, movie, he's like, he's yeah. just pointing the gun at everybody, and he's like, and then, uh, you know, and the movie is a fucking movie, yes, but these things could have happened easily, in, and there wasn't some love story, but who knows, there could have been, and we don't even fucking know about it, that's why people are like, it's, you know, my grandfather, when I would talk, would talk about the Titanic, he's like, you know, that wasn't a real thing, um, there was no Jack and Rose, but uh, there could have been some love story like this aboard the Titanic, you know, that... Some even a fucking even uh, you know a guy third class passenger meets his first class chick and you know they bang like and then they're like yeah that was fun. Well, it's basically Romeo and Juliet. It's it's two teenage lovers that defy everyone else's wishes and get a whole bunch of people killed and then end up dying in the process. I was gonna say I just thought about it. not a lot of black people. No, it's the Titanic. Most of the people that were working class would be Irish. Yeah, I know. And even in the movie, there's like. And Italians and stuff. There's like, like Italian. There's that Italian guy, 
that gets shot. Um, no, that's how not, many. No, black, not the how many black shot, people were in shot. England when the Titanic set sail? Because remember, it's yeah, not no. an American oh, ship; it's an English ship. Yeah, but they still had slaves. No, you don't think so? they didn't have slaves? No, Britain no, didn't England have did not participate in the slave trade like that. No, hmm. Dutch, Spanish, oh yeah, and uh, Americans. The English took their slaves in the form of colonies. Well, it's kind of funny that they claim that they're like, oh, fucking white people. Blah 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 blah. It's uh, in uh, we're going a little off, but it's uh, it's a lot of times it was the Spaniards and stuff like that. So Spaniards and the Dutch, but the Spanish are technically white too. How are they white? You really, Spanish. Yeah, you're thinking you're confusing Spanish and Mexican or Spanish and Latino. No, Spanish. The Spanish conquered. Yeah, I guess the indigenous people of South America and of those things. Like the Spanish and were also in empires. But like, who's the guy that got shot? He was an Irish guy. He was his buddy, right? And he fucking shoots Dude, him. I have seen the Titanic exactly once. That's and I fell it. During it. Dude, I, oh, yeah, I fell asleep you. during the movie. It was the first movie I ever fell asleep during in the theaters, and I've never given, given another you shot. You should. You should have before this episode. I don't want to dedicate three to this. hours, you fuckhead. Whatever. It's such a romantic story, bro, man. He's poor, and he meets this hot chick. Kate Winslet is not that attractive, but, you know, it's, it's fun, it's man. It's not a romantic story. It's a story about two teenagers that fuck around and get a whole bunch of people senselessly killed. If neither one of them would have ever engaged in their stupid little hormonal fucking love triangle, a lot less people would have died. That's bullshit, man, because guess what? He was... I'm the king of the world! He was the no, king of the world. No, he was a peasant. He was a bum that was fucking <laughs> drawing shit. And cruising around France, banging whores. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> so Jack there was 17 at the time. So he got separated from his parents during the whole, the chaos that was ensuing. And Jack became separated. And uh, Jack a, and a young man he met aboard named Milton Long stayed together on the ship's bow. And as it sank lower, fucking scary, man. This either way, I what I like about the movie is that they do show... How terrifying it would be! Everyone's scrambling. My favorite part is the last part of the film, where everyone's scrambling the top of the the sh- ship and everything, and people can say what they want. I let the fucking film fuck off. Um, like I laugh my ass off when that dude hits the propeller. I know, every time I every, laugh my ass off. Okay, you've watched it once. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that scene many, many times. <laughs> like, I watched the sinking. I'm just yeah. not watching the entire fucking movie again. Yeah. Even like because me, but it was actually fun. Me and Chelsea like drank and got drunk. Uh, like la- I think it was during like fucking quarantine bullshit when uh, I got laid off for two months and we were just drinking all the time, day drinking everything and just partying essentially because we had nothing else to do. And we watched the first half of it because it is long and we drank and we just like we watched it while we talked about how different the time era was. And mm-hmm. and it's just interesting when you get in that mindset of drinking and just talking and you're going off and like watching something that you're like, man, this is such a different compared to what it is now, what we live in now. It is so different. Of course. So so even like going back and looking at the forties compared to what we do now, it's like, it's night and day. I know. And that's, we were just, I was just talking about that last night. The fact that we've excelled so much. Yeah. You, we slowly excelled, you know, from the 1500s where it's like medieval times to, you know, the 17, 1800s where everyone's riding around on horses and they actually have like cloth made clothes and, um, better 
fitting clothes and then they I mean, did. all of our clothes are made out of cloth. Well, yeah, 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 rich yeah. people, it's not, I wouldn't say that it's it's better fitting. I would say rich people have always had better style clothes. Yeah. Peasants have always but I'm worn saying that, that whole thing where we, it slowly progressed, in my opinion. It was just slow. And then they people claim it's the industrial age, but I blame aliens. Uh, but how we, in the last fucking 80 years, the amount of just like, boom, and we have fucking cars, and we have touch technology, and we have cell phones, and, and people are like, no, it was kind of slow, but like, and it just progressed, but... And I know you're skeptical about it too, but I do believe that, you know, aliens has something to do with our push towards this technology age that we're living See, I, in. Right that's now. my favorite story. Like, it's not that I don't believe it. I don't, but I don't believe anything really. Um, it says, but that's my favorite story. Is that told you to fucking you, watch that episode with that fucking uh, Robert Earl White, man. It's fucking good, dude. Watch which episode? The episode that uh, it's, uh, it should be already out by now, the time this comes out. The episode with Robert Earl White where we fucking. It's it had actually a lot of views on Facebook because we try to go live to Facebook for the first time in forever. And uh, he knows his shit about aliens, dude. I'm telling you, it's fucked. No more than I know. And I know like everything. <laughs> All right. But uh, so and this this it, just this time era, it's it's always it's so crazy to me to think about it because it's like, you know, um, I wish I could go to – I wish I could just like – I wish I could go back in time. Like, And I, there's theories obviously that have this in the future or whatever that they have time machines where you can go into certain places of time. I would love to just show up on the Titanic just for like like a day before it sunk and you know just it like just see what's going on hang out with people see just the 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 energy surrounding the ship now everyone's excited everyone was super excited we're going to a new land like i'm like even people and it's crazy that it crashed and what happened and these people that came from even poor families and were like i got my ticket i can go to america like i risked everything the rich people, more or less, were like, they. Oh, I get the first class. I booked this long time ago. I'm ready to go. This will be awesome. I already have the money. I can just make a means, and I don't really need to work too much. I can instill myself into the American culture. And with the people that had nothing, literally, it was, this is their ticket out of the slums. They could work in America and build up this dream life. Well, a lot of uh, Irish immigrants were on the Titanic when it went down, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of them were leaving during the uh, the famine. That's what I'm and, saying. Uh, like, what a different yeah. time era in this. Would have been super exciting, that energy of just everyone so excited. And then for it to fucking go right downhill. I'd love to time travel and, like, have enough of the means to just present myself as superbly affluent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hobnob with all the people and then somehow get my name aboard the passenger registry <laughs> and put my name on it. And then when the ship goes down, I'm never heard from again. So I'm yeah. listed as one of the victims. And then back in present time, I'm just like, yo, I was aboard the Titanic. Dude, Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm like, open that fucking registry. I'm right there. Anton Crowley. <laughs> so and, it's like you son of a bitch where'd you get that book <laughs> so uh you know that jack essentially he met with his homie that he kind of hung out with see and people were hanging out so i'm saying people like you would meet i'm sure this happened not the jack and rose thing but that people hung out and they became friends and you know that you met people from all different walks of life and the same as you wouldn't mingle I mean, with certain people i'm sure I'm sure that the classes were still kept separate, but just like nowadays, you had to have at least one person back then that was pretty groovy and was just, you know, about like, 
I'm going to go out back and they don't know that I got this, but I got, I got this one of these here reefer cigarettes that I'm going to smoke on the back. And, if there was uh, no customs. I'm sure there was people smoking some doobies on the fucking Titanic. It was still legal in yeah. most places at that, yeah. at that point. Like marijuana wasn't made illegal in the United States until sixties. I want to say. So this time, I think this is why you said it's like timeless that this whole error and what this, mm-hmm. this, what happened on the Titanic is such a imprint in history like 9-11 is. It's the same type of thing where it's just imprint in history and such this grand disaster. And so when he met with his homie, fucking Milton, uh, they stayed together um, as the ship's bow sank lower. Just before the Titanic sank, they decided to jump on the from from the rail. Fucking so they did what, what the movie did. They waited on the other side of the rail. We had told it to go down. They jumped off. Um, Milton went first. Jack never saw him again. Isn't that Well, fun, he probably man. jumped at the wrong time and got sucked under by the current and the undertow and then just drowned. It's fucking sad, man. You fucking lose your homie and then it's just like, man, you don't know what to do anymore. So sad. And then, you know, Jack was... Mr. <laughs> Call back to our uh, yeah. Elizabeth uh, Clara episode. Clara. Clara. Um, so, and then, so he never saw him again, which is fucking frightening. From the icy water, Jack looked up to see the Titanic's second funnel topple into the ocean close by. So he literally saw it break off and fall. Horrific. Well, literally, everyone is screaming and panicking. Everyone's freaking out as this thing is going down. Yeah, they said that it goes, that once it sunk, it was like deathly quiet for a few seconds. And then it was screams. All you heard were sobs and screams. And it would, it, as it went down, as we said, like when it toppled in the ocean, it did create like a suction. Um, and it, it pulled Jack under the water. When he surfaced, he found himself close enough to climb on the top of the collapsed bee, um, a lifeboat that ended up in the water upside down, which, so he saw this, and, and, and like he found, like which is crazy, he found a lifeboat that was upside down in the water, and I yeah, it's lucky the fact that he got to it probably first before anyone else did is crazy. From where like and they got on top of it, and Jack witnessed the last moments of the Titanic as the stern rose, and then this it sank into the darkness in the cold water. So he saw it like he saw it break off. He jumped on this boat um, as, as he got sucked under, but he was was far enough away where he was able to escape the suction and pulling him down. And they do show that really well in the movie of how, mm-hmm. how, and they, they're holding hands, Jack and Rose, and they get fucking shot off in other directions. And then he jumps on this and he literally sees the last bit. Yeah. And there's probably like, um, so much noise and commotion to nothing yeah. and then screams. And it shows in the movie very well. I do think that, um, and uh, so at first it was quiet, and then the cries began. The sounds are horrific. Nope, nope, nope. That's all I hear in the background is the blowing of the water. I froze there. There you did. Just extremely scary, and even a, even using that sound effect, it shows how um, horrific, you know, the things that they probably heard 
uh, while this mm-hmm. was going down. And Jack said it soon became one continuous long wailing chant from 1,500 that were in the water all around us. Extremely scary, man. This is why this this thing also sticks in history and, um, you know, is timeless, as you said, is that it was so horrific and there were so many witnesses to see it. People on lifeboats, like, a couple yards away being like, well, should we go back? And that's why even in the – I like – that's why I bring up the movie because it does show a lot of good aspects of um, – what's her name? Uh, the very famous actor, the woman, the, the, the robust woman that uh, kind of likes Jack – Oh, it's gonna bug me that the the bigger chick that is kind of the rich woman. Is she, it Kathy Bates? Is it Kathy? Kathy? Oh, it is Kathy Bates. No, no, it's someone like looks like Kathy Bates. Are you sure? All right, I'm looking it up. All right, look it up. Look up the cast. No, yeah, it is Kathy Bates. She it plays is? Margaret Brown. Yeah, it's Kathy Bates. Bill Paxton was in this movie. Yeah, this fucking shit's dope, dude. Watch it again. Just fucking watch the whole thing. No. I want to go watch it after this episode. <laughs> Do it. I really want to. Chelsea won't let me because she's like, we want, we don't want every time we're like trying to put on a movie. She's like, I don't want to watch the same shit. You always put on these old ass horror movies and stuff that we've seen a million times. I'm like, because I love it. That's why. Because every time we drink or hanging out watching mm-hmm. movies, it's like, I always put on like, or I try really fucked up horror movies I've never seen that she's like sitting on her phone. Cause she's like, I don't care about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, in Kathy Bates' character, she's like, we should go back. There's your, like, husbands because she's in a boat full of women. And obviously one of the captains – or not the captains, but the, the guys that control the lifeboats, whatever they would be called. Um, and uh, she, like, screams, like, you know, they you go back. That's your husbands and your children, and they don't do shit. Mm-hmm. They do nothing, right? So as uh, the terrible cries fade away, other lifeboats did not return. And it was – uh, uh, the most heart-wrenching part of the whole tragedy of the 2020, uh, to the 2,208 people on board the Titanic. Um, why did it give me two different fucking numbers? Yeah, it's, there's so many different, it's 2,200 and then people say it's 2,208. Uh, it's like they can't track certain people. Conspiracy there has to be certain. speculation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're, they're probably trying to account for stowaways for people that had tickets, but weren't listed or blah, blah, blah. I hear the cat now, yeah. Shut up! Meow. That fucking cat Meow. is like psycho. So 700... He just wants some pets. So obviously around 700 people did survive, but Jack was actually reunited with his mother on board of a rescue ship that came in. He survived. He's probably cold as fuck, but he, he did survive, and he was young. He was seven fucking teen. 17, this kid survived. Probably why he was able to survive. Yeah. He was probably very healthy. He was 17, so his body could recover. And, and uh, oh, the rescue ship was the, the, the Carpathia. Is that mm-hmm. right? The, yeah, the Carpathia. Carpathia, yeah. Carpathia, yeah. Early the next morning. So he survived the whole night on this upside-down boat, which is – I wonder if it was just him or if he was able to maybe get people on board. Cause usually younger people, they have more of a sympathetic side to themselves. People that are get older, they get, um, less inclined to, uh, care about anything or anyone. <laughs> get a little more reserved, get a little more wrapped up in your own yes. shit. So yeah. it was then that he found out that his father hadn't survived. Jack went on to a successful career and he married and had two sons, but Hard not to wonder if the horror of that night ever left him. And it's crazy. So in 1945, the age of 51, Jack committed suicide after his son Edward was fucking killed in World War II. And I just got chills. 
I literally just got chills because that's a crazy thing for you to survive something like that. Your son dies during this horrific war and you're like, fuck it. Like I, I'm done. Like that's bullshit. Everyone has their breaking point, and I'm sure that was probably the highlight of his life. Who knows? Maybe his wife was dead. I mean, I know that's not in the article, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah I I could understand it. I could understand just being like, nothing left to do on this planet, you know? I know. All right, so let's get into the second class citizen or citizen, right. second class passenger, second class citizen. You fucking classist, Tom. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, classism it. is the real issue. I'm reporting you to my local SJW. Second class passengers, the Coyer family. <clears throat> Harvey and Charlotte Coyer and their eight-year-old daughter Marjorie had left home in England. They were heading to a new life on an Idaho farm to improve Charlotte's health. Potatoes. Probably had TB or but well, oh, she had TB. She would be on the ship. Potatoes. Potatoes. I- Idaho yeah. just reminds me of potatoes. Now you're being racist against the Irish, Tom. Uh, Damn, I'm Irish. Today, Fuck buddy. off, man. It's one thing I can claim. <laughs> uh, when the Titanic stopped briefly in Queenston to pick up more passengers and drop off any mail that passengers had written, Harvey sent a cheery postcard to his folks, saying in part, My dear mum and dad, it don't seem possible. We are out on the briny writing to you. Well, dears, so far we are having a delightful trip. Weather is beautiful and the ship magnificent. We will post again at New York. Lots of love. Don't worry about us. Crazy. How wrong he was. So crazy. Dude, it's nuts. When the ship struck the iceberg at 11.40 p.m. on Sunday night, April 14th, Harvey left the cabin to investigate. Upon his return, he told a sleepy Charlotte, What do you think? We've struck an iceberg. Biggin'. But there is no danger. An officer just told me so. So, I mean, it sounds to me like he was kind of like, uh, what do you think? You know, you think they were good? You think we should probably. Well, that's why people were like, you know, this? they were like, you know, a ship's made of iron, sir. But this ship can't sink. She's made of iron, sir. I assure you, she can't. It's just this idea that the, the people on board believed it was unsinkable. They told them that. Shit's mm-hmm. unsinkable. That's what ties in the conspiracy ship because maybe it's not the right ship and it was a ship that already had a hole that they patched up. But, yep. um,. This idea of like that people believed it, and even when they hit the iceberg, people were like, "No, this is not going to sink." Even the first class citizens were like, "No, we're good. We're rich. We came from wealth. They're not going to let this happen to us." God doesn't let anything happen to the rich; yeah. only the poor. Uh, but of course, there was danger. Later, Charlotte clung to Harvey's arm, unwilling to get into a lifeboat. All around her, the sailors were shouting, "Women and children first!" Suddenly, a sailor grabbed Marjorie and threw her into a boat. Charlotte had to be physically torn from her husband. Harvey tried to reassure her. Go, Lottie, go. For God's sakes, be brave and go. I'll get a seat in another boat. A week later, safe in New York with her young daughter, Charlotte broke the news to her mother-in-law. My dear mother, I don't know how to write you or what to say. I feel I shall go mad sometimes. But dear, as much as my heart aches, it aches for you too. For he is your son and the best that ever lived. Oh, mother, how can I live without him? He was so calm. The agony of that night can never be told. I haven't a thing in the world that was his, only his rings. Everything we had went down. Which is fucking terrible. Yeah, he has nothing really left sad. of her husband. Mm-hmm. Charlotte died from tuberculosis two years later. <laughs> so, of course so Again, that's another, yeah, it's another just horrible tragedy upon tragedy. And, you know, or maybe it's. A Final Destination style series True. of events where you can escape. Oh death, man, I would love that. Someone make that fucking death. movie. Make the Final, Final Destination, Destination the Titanic. Titanic. You know how fucking cool that'd be. 
Dude, get Leo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Do the CGI reverse age him and make yeah. him the, uh, was it Devin Sawa in the first one that was like, we're all gonna fucking die! Yeah. Like that character, and then that never happens, and he grabs Rose and they run off, and then they get hunted down by death. Remember, he's uh, Great Gatsby, <laughs> as we said in the conspiracy episode. Who knows? Yes, yes. He grows up to become <laughs> Jay Gatsby. So we're gonna talk about uh, third class citizen, uh, Rodna. Um, Rodna. Which is a great name. Um, Ron, uh, yeah, Rodna. It's not Rhonda. Rhonda is definitely, um, yeah, it's not R- Rhonda. My um, name's Rodna. <laughs> Rodna what? Abbott, uh, Abbott was returning to America with her two teenage sons, returning to America. She already lived there. She was already American, which is even crazy. So she went, was she on vacation to go visit family or? Most likely. Um, which is even crazier that you left. You got this ticket, third class, so you. Yes. Somehow got this ticket. Yeah, you're third class, but you have the money for a two-way ticket to and from America? She probably went over there for something, work or anything. And, um, and yeah. Yeah, but normally that's... So it sounds like she was returning to America with her two teenage sons. So obviously she had a husband. Maybe she took them over to go back to the homeland and see her family and introduce her sons to the, the family that she had. And um, maybe her husband was able to shell the tickets, works hard, and to get her over there to be able to do this. And then she gets somehow gets tickets. Her husband maybe fronted for them or something like that. Sent her money in um, on a stork or something. Because uh, I don't know how they got money back. By then. Raven. Yeah. Um, sent her money by Raven. So, and their two sons, Rosmore and Eugene. What names that don't exist anymore? Rosmore. Does not exist. There's no one named Rosmore anymore. Never met anyone named Rosmore. Or it's Rosmore. I mean, Eugene, we have Eugene Levy, so. Yeah, it's true. The family uh, managed to reach the boat deck by climbing a steel ladder on the steer and walking on the slanted deck over the ropes left by the lifeboats, which already have been launched. Even scarier. Like, all these people that fucking managed to survive, and then you're getting on the edge, and you're on the brink of essentially death, and so collapsed sea, one of the light boats with a canvas sides was being loaded uh, with only women and children. And at 16 and 13, the Abbott boys were considered too old. 13 and 16. Like, that's horrible that they're like, no, you're too old. These kids are fucking teenagers. Dude, 14 year olds were lying about their age and getting const- uh drafted into fucking world war one so yeah getting in the conscription which is like crazy to me too is that they were allowed to do this and that there that's why there's these stories and i want to get back into war stories and uh hauntings around battlefields and stuff like that because it is um i'm fascinated by world war one and two like beyond belief like i'm especially it's just i've said this before how my grandfather was like you should join the military i told him the military and the the wars were funded by both sides which i do believe and all this stuff that war is a population control tool and that people are paid from both sides is and i believe this too and i will never not believe this um but it's the fact that these people were so brave and these kids thought that they were going to change something and more or less a lot of the young ones would die and um, very sad, but it's just the fact that it's kind of crazy. They're like, you know what? You're too old. And their mother stepped back to stay with her children. So uh, really good on her for for being that uh, that guardian. And, you know, uh, it's kind of crazy. So as the boat was being lowered, 
Jay Bruce Ismay, manager, uh, managing director of the White Star Line, jumped in. So this guy's a fucking asshole. The guy that was managing. The oh, he East. jumped into the boat after telling everybody, "No, you're too old." Yeah. Please tell me they threw his ass overboard. So in the no, they fucking these people like that, and they show it. And that's why I do like the movie because they show these ideas of like, remember the the one guy, and he's like, I think he he helped construct the Titanic, and he jumps in the boat, and he's like looking around. He like feels you can see in his face that he feels guilty, but he wants out. Mm-hmm. And uh, in you know that in, the, in that that's why it's even trippy if you see that scene of the guy that created the Titanic and and there was the uh, architect and he's like standing next to the um, the clock in the fireplace and the ship's starting to turn and he's like sitting there drinking whiskey and he has his mm-hmm. like hand on it as it's fucking tilting up. And he knows he's going to die, and he fucked up in his opinion, in his uh, mind, not his opinion, but in his mind, he messed up, and he didn't construct this as well as it should have, maybe. Or as well as he told everybody. So maybe he thought, like, by saying it was unsinkable, that he was responsible because they didn't take the same precautionary measures they would have if they had, you know, any idea that they're like, this ship. Yeah. It's, it's entirely possible the ship will sink, and we're sailing through icy waters, so... And they chose to do that, too, isn't that? Like, we didn't talk about the conspiracy episode, that they chose to go a certain route to be quicker, and they could have bypassed all of these icebergs, all of them. They could have. Yeah. And they chose not to, because they thought they were going to save a couple hours, and which is fucking crazy, and it's just, it's just, uh, it's so fucking devastating that people went through this when they really didn't need to, and... So the final moments, you know, Abbott and her boys jumped from the deck. She managed to get into collapsed A, and the only woman in that boat, she was the only woman in the boat, and uh, her beloved sons were lost. That's fucked. Her 13- and 6-year-old died. They jumped. She managed to somehow, the men were like, oh, a woman, and they picked her up, and they got her out because she was probably separated from her boys. They died. And it took a long time for uh, um, Ron. I want to say Rhonda, uh, Rhoda, uh, or what did I call her? It's fucking. It's R H O D. Was it Rodney or something? That you Rada. Rada. R H O D A. Rhoda. 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 What a weird name. So it took a long time for uh, Rhoda to recover from the effects and the injuries. Um, and the exposure she suffered that night, she never recovered from the loss of her sons that died alone and poor. She died in 1946. Poor alone. So she had no husband, obviously, or he died from a heart attack or something. And she was left alone. Yeah. Or he was off in, you know, another country still and yeah. hadn't been able to come over. Oh, yet. Oh, yeah. And- that, that might be the idea, too, is that maybe I, always, I thought before I read this, too, when I was researching this, that maybe she was American. She went over there, fell in love, had kids and that she wanted to travel back home. Also, maybe instead it's the reverse. Instead of going to see her family, she was going to see her family in New York or whatever, whatever state she lived in, in America. And she wanted the two boys to come along with her. And meanwhile, her husband is uh, back home and they never reunite and she dies poor and lonely. Yeah. They're both very possible. You know? So, um, so let's, uh, let's take a turn and let's get into, I ain't afraid. No ghosts. Let's talk about ghost stories. (laughs) So the Titanic artifact uh, exhibition, uh, or exhibit, the Titanic artifact uh, exhibit 
at the Luxor Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas apparently has ghosts wandering its grand staircase. Employees and guests um, alike have seen this mysterious woman who wears a black period dress with a white collar and her hair in a bun because they didn't like women wearing their hair down because I don't know why it's just why would you why did they do that? Why is this like women? You can't wear your hair down. I don't know. Probably just one more thing that, uh, you know, men used to be like, no, a proper lady doesn't do that. Yeah. So uh, as a photo, um, a photographer prep for the opening of the exhibition, uh, he in the exhibit, he spotted a woman casually walking down the grand staircase. He was startled. And as he hasn't seen anyone enter the staircase and it was roped off, he assumed that she was part of the exhibit and asked if she would like him to take a photograph of her. She ignored him. He went back to setting up, but suddenly she was directly behind him again. He, like, turned around and was like, what the fuck? He offered a uh, photograph again. Now, this time she didn't just ignore him. She literally fucking vanished. She ghosted him? Literally. She vanished. Rude. Rude. How, how are you going to go somebody that's just trying to, you know, it's rude. So crazy. Uh, so, and there's all these ghost stories tied to the exhibit that they put on. And um, Chelsea went and saw it when I think she was in high school. I think, or uh, yeah, it's got to be high school, where she, they did this exhibit in Toronto at the museum where you could walk through the Titanic ship and there was things set up and you could actually put your hand in the water and how cold it was at the time. And it hasn't oh, come, cool. it hasn't come back yet, but as soon as it does and hopefully this shit ends, um, I would love more than anything to go see the Titanic exhibit and just like, they set it up. So you like feel like you're inside the ship. It, I think that'd be fucking awesome. Live stream it. Yeah, I know. So, the ghost takes a, uh, portraits off the wall. The exhibit at the Luxor includes a portrait of J. Bruce Ismay, the fucking douchebag, one of the Titanic builders, the guy that jumped in the ship, the guy that oh, jumped on the lifeboat. The fucking lifeboat? Yes. There's a, a portrait of him? of him. Yes. And he apparently fled the sinking ship, leaving women and children behind. Yeah. Witnesses on the lifeboat claim that he kept his back to the ship at his descending uh, as it descended. And that's the that's got to be. I know that's got that is the character in Titanic. The guy that jumps upon the boat and or the lifeboat, essentially. And he and in the ship, he does this. He like he has a he has a flask. And in the movie, it shows him taking a swig of his whiskey and he turns his back and just looks forward and doesn't want to see the chaos ensue that essentially he was one of the builders he helped create and, and, uh, it's probably one of his, in his, and a lot of people's belief, his fault for yeah. why it went down. And, well, uh, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say it's necessarily his fault, but you know, it would be the same as if like you or I had a hand in building something that, you know, like we, we built, we built an apartment complex yeah. or something. We designed it. And, uh, you know, we were like, nah, I know this isn't an earthquake area, but, this thing is totally good. And then an earthquake comes and you're in the building yeah. celebrating the grand opening of it. And all of a sudden it starts dropping. 
you're gonna you're not really gonna be like, oh man, let me sit around and admire my handiwork. You're gonna kind of like. And you know what's crazy? He was one of the people. Yeah, yeah, just literally. And he was one of the people insisting that the speed, uh, the ship speed up after receiving ice warnings. He was what? one of the fucking dudes that were like, yeah, let's keep going. I've read a couple of the things that people thought that if uh, I, I, I don't know if it was practice or if this was just hearsay or whatever, but I guess generally if you had an iceberg in front of you, you went quicker because then you could like if it was small enough break through it or something. But that almost doesn't make any sense to me because Sketchy. the whole expression, the tip of the iceberg, you yes. wouldn't think that you would. My comes to conspiracies, too. Well, yeah, the tip. That's why I would say Jeffrey Epstein is the tippity top, right? So just the tip. <laughs> Touching tips. You've seen Touching Sausage Party, tips. right? Of course. Awesome movie. And uh, we'll never see movies like that again because people are too sensitive. Um, so obviously, perhaps it's not surprising that ghosts of the Titanic seem to dislike him. One early morning as the crew came into the open and to open the exhibit, they found the portrait of Bruce Ismay on the floor. The manager watched the surveillance video from the night before and was stunned to see the picture beginning to shake. Be- before it came off the wall, uh, maybe on its own accord, he saw it shake and it fell off. He watched a fucking video of this portrait shake and fall off the wall. Dude, I'd be shitting my pants. That's fucking terrifying. Isn't that weird? Strange, they might say. So... <laughs> Let's talk about another ghost story because there's a lot surrounding this exhibit and we've seen this and we've heard about this that we talked about on this podcast even with uh, the haunted way – go way, way back, way, way back. Uh, doodle, 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 um, I want to get that sound effect from Wayne's World. Me and Billy even talked about haunted dolls and how there's certain haunted dolls in museums and they do a bunch of crazy shit. They, there's that, that one doll and – they went in. They put her in a specific room, locked her in a cabinet, and then they went back, and everything was like an array. There was like shards of papers ripped up, and things everywhere. Like everything was all fucked up in this room that was locked. Is so that doll Robert as well? Right. Yeah. Even Robert the doll, man. Yeah. That's based on uh, what Chucky. Chucky was based off Robert the doll. Chucky's so much better than Robert the doll, though. I'm I know. Sorry, Chelsea does not I like the Chucky. Chucky show, but I think it's hilarious. What awesome. I dude, I was. It's Look, so it's fucking stupid it. and it's awesome. I fucking love it. So um, did you see the season finale? Not yet. Not yet. Don't spoil it. Or did I? I don't know if I. I did. Um, saw it last year. You saw it last year in twenty twenty one. Yes. Yeah. I maybe I've watched it. Um, oh, and is you the the daughter plays? They're watching Frankenstein in the theater. Not yet. Not yet. Oh yeah. And uh, isn't it? Uh, it's it's um, what's his name's daughter that plays him, right? Fiona Duruff, yeah. That's yeah, super. Because I was like, in it. and I was like, that's I was like, that's not him. They didn't superimpose him. That's his daughter. It looks like her. they did his voice. Yeah. His, he he does the voiceover work. But yeah, that's Fiona Duruff. I, I first saw her in Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Yeah, Billy loves that show, and I was I got into it and I stopped watching it. So I got to get back into that. I, I just I good. didn't I didn't know she was in it and I heard the voice and I was like she sounds like Brad Dourif she kind of looks like Brad Dourif and I looked it up and I was like oh fuck wow, that's his so, daughter so strange so yeah. what if you saw a ghost without even realizing it in the case of the second officer Leonardo Bishop of the SS Winter Haven that's exactly what happened in 1977 he gave a tour of the ship to a man who assumed was a passenger. The British man was a very soft-spoken, extremely interested 
in the every detail of the vessel, almost unusually so. So Bishop found the man a bit strange, not unpleasant, just odd. And it wasn't until a few years later after seeing a photo of the Titanic captain, Edward John Smith, that Bishop realized why the situation felt so off. Bishop exclaimed to a friend, I know him. I gave him a tour of the boat. The friend laughed and informed Bishop that man had been long deceased. And he was the, that man was the captain of the Titanic. Is that fucking weird, dude? He's like, they're on, like, they're doing a tour of this other boat, and this guy looks exactly the same. And who knows if he was a captain of this boat before he was the captain of the Titanic, because you have to be, you have to have a high regiment of experience, right, to to be the captain of the Titanic. I think you have to be a naval officer. I would assume you have to have some type of military conscripted or conscripted service yeah uh, you have to reach the rank of captain at least i would assume right in the military yeah. and then you know you get uh headhunted essentially by somebody that's like we need a captain who do you know and it's like oh went down i the have ship this too. cousin who blah 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 blah. and we'll get allegedly in- went down with the ship yes and we'll get into different stories about ghosts later on in life but the fact well, that- there's the thought that he dressed up like a woman and then made his way off the ship is that a fucking theory why didn't we talk about that during mm-hmm. the fucking conspiracy one i thought we did I'll we didn't mention so. that, yeah. No, there. Uh, then I, I must have had notes, and we didn't. Oh no, we did yet. because I said he pulled the, he pulled the um, Donnelly, the John Don or Jack Donnelly or John Donnelly, the, the how he dressed up like a woman and like plowed the fields, and it's like, why is this guy so strong? Go throw back to the Don, the Black Donnelly episode, how the father dressed up like the woman after he got caught for killing that guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like out there with their bonnet on, like farming <laughs> the land. Like, like, man, he is plowing there. She is plowing that field. Wait a minute. I know. So that's oh yeah. So we did mention that, and the fact that this idea of like spirits go to where they're where they're most comfortable, right? Or or their their greatest memories are, or Or they're attached to it. Yes, their strongest memories. They're attached to it, so they go back. So then that goes into what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode with if the Titanic leaves the water, will the hauntings follow? So then the answer is yes. Yeah, because yes, he, well, he and that's I, I believe this, that uh, that people go back to where they're most fond of or where they're stuck to. And it shows it in uh, The Conjuring 2. Is that where the little girl gets possessed? Or is that three? Ye- no, she does the voices of the old man. And she like and this is based on um, uh, we'll eventually pro- well, I have it actually written out too. Wasn't the second one the Enfield Poltergeist? Yes, right? the Enfield Poltergeist. That's okay. the one where the little girl was possessed, and this old, the old man just kind of stuck in this house. It was where he mm-hmm. lived. It's his home, and that's what happens too. Is people get stuck in this parallel universe where they believe they they know or they either know they're dead or they don't know they're dead or they they kind of they don't even leave this this astral world they stay inside of it because they believe that this is their home their property they're not they're not going to leave even if fucking Jesus was real or some holy ghost came and was like no you need to go bro he's like no fuck you I want to take you home <laughs> your mother sucks cocks in hell yeah. uh, 
You think that's how uh, what we would refer to as demonic entities form? So you have somebody who either in life was a very selfish person or a cruel person. They die. They remain because they don't want to go on to the light. Yeah. Or they don't go to the, the afterlife for what have you. And because that being is more or less a selfish entity and it continues Yes. To be selfish, like causing yeah. hauntings because it wants to be alone or whatever. It just gets worse and worse and gains more power. No, I, I, yeah, off of- I think that's uh, true that they, they gain uh, power. Yeah, you're right. Like gain energy and power, almost like how the reptilians do bingo. Uh, but or how these things attach themselves. So he attaches himself to certain places because he's selfish and he wants this for his own. Um, and I really want to get into the astral world one day and what it could be beyond because it's, uh, I do think that the Conjuring movies and stuff, Insidious, does show a good aspect of what it could be like. Um, but it's it's Dude, strange. Insidious is great with the medium where she has the uh, the uh, the rapid strobe light yes, and flashing like, yeah. and the sensory deprivation like dude it's very I scary um i want to watch the mm-hmm. new one the devil made me do it i haven't watched it yet i haven't seen that one either. Uh, I, heard it I know it's a conjuring I, movie isn't it yeah my my brother liked like annabelle 3 i thought it was fucking horrible so they're lacking that genre became very popular and then they just did anything they could um the nun horrible movie yeah, it was terrible. Absolutely horrible when it La comes La to La Llorona was also horrible. Like, if you want a good La Llorona, La Llorona story, just look up a bunch of old, like, Yo, Gal- Mexican um, folktales. Um, uh, t- what's that guy's name? The guy that made the fairy film. Uh, Del Toro. Del Toro Gal- just did Nightmare Alley. Yeah, they filmed it here. It was It looks was fucking so good, dude. It's going to be great. I it recognize most good. of the buildings. Del <laughs> like, Toro there, is there. such a good director. I don't I love give him. a shit. He's, this new one coming out looks really fucking well done. Well, he's been slated to do, or he's he's has uh, designs for uh, the penguins from Mountains of Madness, and uh, dude, I, I really wish they would let him do it because if anybody gets to do at the Mountains of Madness by H.P. Lovecraft, it should be oh, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. They're gonna start diving into H.P. Lovecraft more uh, often. I have this whole book set. I gotta get into that. I'm really trying to get through all my books. Um, just read a couple stories, and yeah. we'll do the thing. I have enough. I, I have enough well, insight for both of us just, on Lovecraft. I know. Just wait. I want to get into it though. I gotta get myself. I gotta deep, uh, dig my claws into this. Essentially, um, so the ghost of the Titanic lookout watches. Um, so Frederick Fleet, a British sailor, served as a lookout aboard the RMS Titanic. He spotted the deadly iceberg and warned the bridge. Tragically, his warning came too late. The ship was going too fast to avoid the collision. This is why they shouldn't have went as fast as they did. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so Frederick survived the sinking of the Titanic, but not his own depression. After his wife's passing just after Christmas in 1964, he was evicted by his brother-in-law. Wow. His brother's like, you know what? She's dead now. I don't really like you, so you can get the fuck out of my property. And he He's ha- like, I've had enough of your shit. I've given you the grieving period. You're still a lazy, good-for-nothing bum. Yep. How fucked up? But, I mean, people didn't really think about, like, even soldiers would get shot for desertion in the 20s because they didn't understand shell shock. Like, if a soldier's standing there and is comatose because they're just gone because of the shit that they've seen, they're going to shoot them because they're like, well, this person's a coward and they don't want to fight anymore. And that's ridiculous, too, and that's why I do one of my my favorite war movies ever uh, is Saving Private Ryan because it does very much show how horrific— 
that um, that war is. And um, I work with a guy, Bill, and his. Uh, I'm pretty sure his father was in the war. He's Scottish. His dad was when the he was in the boat when it went to Normandy and it lowered down. And he saw all of his, he was at D Day. Yeah, and he saw all his buddies get riddled. And he was supposed to. They're supposed to be the guy that feeds the fucking gun. Um, yeah, the belt. Yeah, yeah, the belt. Right. And there's supposed to be someone getting the ammunition. Mm-hmm. That guy got shot. So Bill's father, I've mentioned Bill on this podcast before, he's the coolest fucking dude. He fucking smokes, but he's got long white hair. He's actually retiring now at the place I work, so everyone's going to miss him. He's only got like a couple like um, couple days left. And he's the you would love this dude. Fucking most awesomest, chill, funny-ass fucking dude you could meet. I even like when I was about to do this episode, I went to the LCBO um, to get some beer, and he was there because we both got off work early, and I was like, oh, of course I'd see you here because we both live in the same little town now that I've moved. And he said his father had to do both jobs, run and get the ammo while feeding the fucking gun, and he saw a bunch of his friends just What's it? What's dude's name, Bill? Bill. Shout Bill. out to Bill, man. Yeah, Bill's fucking awesome. So he sounds dope. This guy hung himself after his brother-in-law kicked him out. The fuck else is he going to do? It, it, it's not as though you had social welfare programs. This is yeah. like, I'm assuming the 30s. So this is before FDR even put in Social Security as a thing because that came about as part of World War II. Yeah. So you don't have a social safety net. It's just it's the same reason why upteen number of people killed themselves during the this cr- is, stock market crash yeah, in the well, 20s. This is also why World War II implemented a lot of things that we see today with um, certain taxes like on the Geneva thing. Code? Yes, and taxes – and um, uh, along the oh, line, taxes have always been a thing. Uh, they made it worse during World War Two, and well, because yeah, your nation basically does the whole. Everyone tighten your belt. We need these materials, or we're going to get yeah. conquered. And women, you know, uh, busted their ass to make sure that shit was done, and men forgot. And the funny thing is, while we're watching this, like I mentioned, that movies of like the eighties, nineties, they talk about League of Their Own, and um, you know what? I'm like, I haven't seen this movie. I'll watch it. Women playing There's baseball. No in baseball. Yeah, fucking yeah, I know. So and I remember seeing it slightly when I was younger, and this idea of that, you know, that. And, but I believe, right, the whole thing of um, indoctrinating children in the school system to essentially be programmed to work a nine to five job, give them the basics so they can just work a nine to five job, was instilled after World War II, according to the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. Uh, kindergarten wasn't a thing until post World War II. Kindergarten was invented in Nazi Germany. What? Kindergarten. Kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds German. Yeah, I gotta say that. Kinder children. It, it means garden of children is what it means. That's uh, extremely, extremely creepy. And you know what? That just, uh, that just, uh, Jesus, that just uh, blew my mind. I didn't think about that. It's a very interesting. Um, so his his grave went unmarked until the Titanic Historical Society uh, erected erected a headstone for him in 1993. It appears his spirit is not really resting. Witnesses have claimed to see him keeping watch over the Las Vegas um, exhibit. Um, on the deck of where they, they obviously recreated some sort of this, uh, like the, in the exhibit and he's, people claim they see him on the deck of this fake Titanic. I mean, I would, I believe it. And perhaps driven by the guilt to keep watch over even in the afterlife and coming in, uh, coming this year, we'll definitely be diving into ghost stories. 
the Civil War and people constantly see soldiers walking around doing shit that soldiers do. I think we talked about it on the last Titanic yeah. episode, but yeah, dude, Gettysburg is a really weird place with a bunch of weird vibes, even in the middle of the town. And I don't know if it's just it was my brain, you know, yeah. filling in the blanks or, or being in a whole mood when I was down there. But it, the whole town just has this like um, somber feel to it. And on the battlefields, it's just there's nothing restful. Yeah, we'll get into about like that bloody place. lane and shit Oh, it goes deep. And it should be because it's just a big open field and there's yeah. these really nice like tree groves and lo- tree lines and shit. And it's just like you're walking and it's like, oh, man, somebody died here. Somebody died right here. here. I, like, as just- I've said, you've heard me, right? The world's a graveyard. It is. I wrote that in a fucking song when I was like 15. The world is a graveyard. Like the, it's a massive graveyard. So this, this is interesting. Muse- museum staffers are poked by and prodded by an unseen hands. According to staff and visitors, the Titanic artifact exhibition uh, at the Luxor, which of course everything's at the Luxor. Uh, you know, you got Chris Angel; he's hanging out there on the top floor, doing fake magic, walking up Fuck fake Chris walls. I, he's a, such a piece of shit. I used to like mind freak when I was a kid, but he's a fucking piece of shit. He is. I don't like him. Like Alan Arkin said about Jim Carrey's Chris Angel character in uh, Burt Wonderstone, <laughs> what you do is not magic, it is monkey porn. <laughs> so it is supposedly extremely haunted. And eerie sounds and uneasy feelings and actual sightings of ghostly specters have been reported all the time. Artifacts, uh, artifact expert Joe Zimmer seems to uh, attach quite a bit of the attention from the supposed spirits. He says he has... His name called, he said his name called out, which is even creepier. Joe. Yes, yeah, so, Joe. 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 <laughs> There's streaks on this exhibit. Oh, shit, I forgot this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Yeah, his, hair, his hair and his, <laughs> his clothing was uh, was pulled. So this guy's got like a fucking gay ass, sorry, uh, ponytail in the back. <laughs> I'm just joking. Honestly, if I could grow my hair long, I fucking probably would. But I have no fucking it's, My patience. ponytail is only gay when another man is whole. Never mind. All right. Doggy style, bro. It's a handle. Ooh. Yes, yes. <laughs> to both of those things. And all, all followed by sounds of laughter. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> At late night, Zimmer reports hearing phantom uh, phantom orchestra plays, too. Turns out there's just a sound system in the museum that plays at night very quietly. This is what he hears. It's like, what is that? It's like walking around, but like, man, what is that? The ghost of Celine Dion just shows up. I didn't know you were dead. I'm not. This song just makes me... You know what's funny? When she dies, every time that song plays, she, she gets like just fucking shot to that place in time where somebody's playing it. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> That'd be the worst. It's a horcrux. It's a horcrux to summon Celine Dion. You're like, fucking Christ, man. I didn't want to do the song in the first place. <laughs> they drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone. So Ghost Hunters captured a voice on tape. Of course, you're like this one. Ghost Hunters, I love taps. Uh, the Georgia Aquarium also houses uh, potentially haunted artifacts from the Titanic. The employees have claimed to see shadows, hear voices, and even be touched by spirits. 
The paranormal activity is so intense that sci-fi channels Ghost Hunter came to investigate. Yeah, taps. The report, and I, I want to find this. I, I was like, I wonder if it's on Peacock because we're going to keep that for a couple more months so I can watch. Uh, what, Ghost Hunters? I wonder if it's on there just because it's American. Isn't it not American? Discovery. It's on Discovery. Um, I might be able to let you log into my Amazon shit and use it because I have it on Prime. Uh, so uh, they reportedly captured a voice recording of saying, no, please wait in the iceberg room. So that's even creepy. The team also said they got readings of several anomalies, cold spots, and witnesses of shadowy figures. I'll watch Ghost Hunters just for this episode. Like, um, I love the Titanic. Case. I love the Titanic. I can't. Don't give a shit what people say. This shit's so fucking interesting. You know what we could do? Uh, one night we and we don't got to stream it, but uh, one night we can we can watch it. Watch that episode. Uh, maybe watch it in Discord. I can I can yes. pull it up on here. Stream it. We can watch it. Maybe uh, you know a couple of our listeners out there, huh? You want to uh, you want to you want to jump on that Patreon? We're gonna uh, we're gonna start doing that stuff in the future. That's uh, in the works because I watched you doing watch parties because uh, there was something else that oh fuck I can't think of it that I thought about today that you would uh, you would want to watch with me and that something that I thought you would know and I was like that's got oh you ever seen the Warriors of Virtue? You know yes! It. Oh my God, dude! I haven't uh, thought about that movie in so long. With like I used to have action, yeah. I used to have action figures yeah. of the shit. I'm like, that's got to be on YouTube for free. That movie's shit. <laughs> that movie's shit. It's good. Like I looked at you sign up for our Patreon. Fucking get your asses on yes. down, and we're gonna start having Discord watch parties. We're gonna have a bunch uh, of stuff one coming up. In, what, like a month or so? Yeah, maybe a couple weeks. Yeah, we're gonna try to do this because I I want to do um a whole a whole episode of us. Uh, not even even a couple episodes. Maybe do a couple, but I I want to do. Uh, I used to own this town, oh, and then I got campus. flipped yeah. upside I've down. Been I haven't, I haven't watched any of the YouTube. So I want to no, watch me it neither. With you. Me neither. I want to watch it together too. So okay. after reviewing their findings, they include the Titanic exhibit at Georgia Aquarium is in fact haunted. So, confronting a spirits that haunt the Titanic Belfast Museum. So they have. A, it seems like there's a bunch of different artifacts in a bunch of different places, and there's a bunch of different hauntings all over the world that got a hold of certain artifacts to do with the Titanic. So as they like to say in Ireland, the Titanic was built by the Irish, sunk by the English. The Titanic Belfast Museum uh, commemorates the ship in Belfast, Ireland. And it seems that they have ghostly presence, the, the presence of ghosts of its own. In 2009, 10 years ago, about a little more, a woman touring the museum listened to the final distress call of the RMS Titanic. Just cre- creepy. Because it's creepy that they have that. And that's not what it was. But uh, oh, she claimed that while listening to the original Morris Code and seeing the words of the RMS Titanic distress call, she became overwhelmingly emotional. Started to cry. She started to get real. Did she, I was saying, did she kill herself too? Because we're up to no, what four suicides at this point. No, she she started to get uh, real sad, and um, her heart was pounding, and she felt was she Mister Lonely as anxious and heartbroken as if she were the radio controller herself, stacking, um, shaking, and sick to her stomach. She began to cry, walking away to get some air. She felt a hand on her shoulder, 
and a male voice said softly, It's okay. It's okay. Don't, don't be sad. We're okay. <laughs> and, um... And that would be creepy. So she's listening to the Morse code. And it just, it, I could, I could feel it, right? You could, I could feel that emotion. You're like, you're listening because their whole thing is like, we're fucked. We're fucked. Please help. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like you would, these people that are like, we've got to do something. And, and then nothing, it doesn't do anything. Essentially. She assumed it was her friend and reached to brush off his hand. Like, it's okay. I'm fine. Or she's like, I told you fucking 12 times. Friend zone. <laughs> no, yeah. Friend zone. Stop touching me. But realized no one was there. Was it the spirit of the radio controller, Jack Phillips, she wonders? Was he reassuring her that he was at peace for what happened? Because he fucking probably left there still fucking. As it's just like it tilted up and it's sinking. He's like, come on. Someone's got to answer. <laughs> Please, why aren't you answering? So Hell no, man. It was that yeah. captain who tried to get fresh with the other guy, too. That it's captain's true. just. Ghostly and horny. Please touch me. Touching you. Touching me. Uh Sweet Titanic. (laughs) You know what that song's about, right? I hope you know. What? Neil Diamond sang that about the uh, princess, and she was 14 at the time, so he's a pedophile. I know about that. To all of you fucks out there making stuff. If you're a pedophile, please stop making stuff. I don't want to like something and then immediately have to hate it when I find out. That I know it's creep. sad. It's, okay. it's, it is sad. I'm like, and that's why I said the one episode with me and Billy. I was like, everyone I love is fucking becoming a rapist. Even like, Dude, I, it's hard enough to watch Beetlejuice anymore because you're like, oh, Jeffrey Jones, pedophile. I can't watch Who's Jeffrey Jones? Jeffrey Jones again. Is that the guy with the glasses? The dad. What? The guy with the glasses is Alec Baldwin in Beetlejuice. Wow. He looks so young. Yeah, he's super young in that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, non-convicted murderer, Alec Baldwin. The dad. Wow. What? The dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, What the fuck is his name? Uh, What? Deets. But what's his first name? Deets. (laughs) If you do not let me go out of this house and make it my own, I will go inside and I will take you with me. Yeah. Well, maybe the house could use a little remodeling. Wow. He's a pedo. That's Catherine O'Hare, too. I know. I love Catherine O'Hare. She's the best. Imagine working with all these pedos, too, and you're like, oh, shit, I knew this was happening. Well, okay, so if we're getting getting off topic and going into the weird pedal ring shit, but um, Danny Elfman, Danny Elfman wrote the song Little Girls with Oingo Boingo, which is a really weird pedophilic fucking anthem of sorts, or it's just a criticism on the pedophilia rings, but Danny Elfman is also the person who did the theme song of The Simpsons, which has ties to Matt Groening, and Matt Groening is a confirmed person that was on the Lolita Express. Yeah, same with fucking Justin Trudeau. So, and this goes real deep in, you know, that's why they suppressed uh, and suppressing everything coming out from uh Oh, why, there, why there's no media allowed in the Ghislaine trial, yes. which is bullshit. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. But Kyle Rittenhouse, we can fucking stream this to YouTube. Y'all gonna make me pull a Rittenhouse. <sighs> Have you heard so, that song? Yeah, Somebody wrote a Rittenhouse rap. So it's ridiculous. Funny. According to Louise and Neil Boner, it is Boner. It's B-O-N-N-E-R. That's Bonner. Boner it's, is spelled with one N. I don't give a shit. So Neil Boner, owners of the former home of Titanic captain Edward John Smith, the ship's shipmaster, uh, supposedly lingers the house. 
uh, inside the home. He's there. He's uh, hanging out. Uh, the couple, which is crazy. This guy, the fucking captain used to live here. They're like, oh, man, this guy shows up all the time. And man, the captain him. is getting around. I know. He's at the museum. Yeah. He's back in his house. What did he get the fucking, the, the ghostly passport where it's like, nah, man, I can go wherever the hell I want. And it's weird that he's like everywhere and nowhere at once. Or uh, <laughs> that gives credence to that fan that was telling us that it was a pandimensional black hole. So when he went yeah. down, his energy split. And everybody's energy like Chucky. They went on all different timelines, and now right. we're just popping up left and right. One re- like, I think that fan was on something. I kind of like, um, like the idea of Chucky splitting his soul, Charles Lee Ray, um, but also it's weird. It's silly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't seen Cult of Chucky yet, but oh, it's I like great. it. It's fine. It's I've okay. heard it's not that great. So the couple had spent their last decade returning to the 19th century Victorian uh, home, and their tenants have reported feeling icy chills. So they actually rent this house out that other people live inside. And uh, you're having are you having a dab toke? No, no, it's just my bowl. There, smoke it up. Uh, so they hear the the tenants that live in the old captain's house supposedly hears like you know they get icy chills passing through them, hearing strange noises. Do you think the ghosts of flying? She's flying. Do you think the ghosts of the Titanic would radiate at a colder temperature than normal ghosts because they died in frozen waters? Might be. That is a that is a strange. Uh, uh, but it might be. Maybe. 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 Um, and even seeing full body apparitions of the captain. The property has also uh, suffered a flood in the kitchen, unusually cold gust in the dining room. It's funny that they have flood. It's even stranger. And according to Mr. Boner, some years after we had a single chap living in there, he rang up one day convinced he had seen the ghost of the captain. He was in bed when he was, when he saw him drifting across the room, which is like, he's like just fucking hanging out. And it's like, all right, and uh, it was supposed to be on this year's uh, Halloween episode, but next year, just wait for some spectrophilia shit. <laughs> some uh, some ghosts copping a feel, you getting yes. that ghostly peen up inside you. So you're slipping in to, in between a couple of soft, moist ghost sheets. <laughs> Stupid. I don't fucking know. That's <laughs> dumb. People aboard the ship. The ships uh, passing the site where the RMS Titanic went down have reported mysteriously mysterious balls of light. They saw orbs, bro, around where the ship maybe passed by, uh, below, uh, believed to be spirit orbs hovering in the area. And um, if you see on my Instagram, I think I posted on the Strange Brew not too long ago, but did you see that post I posted where me and Chelsea were walking on that bridge? I took a picture yeah, of the green the orbs, orbs the up. green orb. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking twice, twice took two pictures in a different, like within two to five minutes. And we caught the orb moving. It was like here, like to the side it was. Um, and then it was on this bridge. And then all of a sudden it was over here. There's, this is not an anomaly of fucking camera tricks. I can, you can zoom it in. You can see, it looks like some plasma looking orb and it's green. And green orbs uh, have to do with nature. So I've seen orbs uh, many times. I've caught orbs on camera. Um, I've said this on the podcast before. Me and Chelsea were in uh, Niagara Falls and we were drinking and I was drunk. I was There's a picture of me naked pissing in a toilet and there's a fucking red orb right behind me. Right behind me. You can see it clearly. It's creepy. And we're in a fucking hotel where there's like obviously shouldn't be so much dust and why would dust be 
um, red anyway. And it's this red, red orb just behind my back. And red is negative and, and angry and energy. And back then I was going through a lot of shit and I was kind of crazy. And it was a negative, angry orb. And this thing was probably attached to me. And I've seen... We even went in the same trip in Niagara, which is weird. We're around. We went to a bunch of old um, wax museums on Clifton Hill, and we caught a bunch of fucking orbs, dude. Like, did you ever go to that haunted house on Clifton Hill? Which one? The Frank one, one, the vampire one. No, 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 not not the warehouse one, not the uh, the wax museum ones, because I've been to all those as well, and the the fucking the Guinness, the Ripley's. Uh, that, see the criminal that big wax ass arcade that was over there. I've eaten at that Wendy's on Clifton Hill more times than I can even fucking no, tell. Yeah, um, I've uh, to uh, get into this. So uh, yeah, so they, let's just finish it up. But they they saw you know orbs and one them uh, on one them more uh, on one or more occasions, submarine travelers uh, diving deep into those depths have received unusual radio interference, odd noises and S uh, S O S calls with no origin crackling through their communication equipment. Extremely creepy. It's kind of like uh, ghost boxes or spirit boxes where it's constantly yes. flipping the channel. I have and one. It just picks up stuff. So yeah. I want to use it. Dude, I, I want you to come over here so bad. We so we so can go ghost shit. hunting. I'll take you to all of the spots. So, uh, have you been to the Criminal Wax Museum in Niagara Falls? It's yes. not there anymore. I used to do that one. Was so cool. It was the closest I've ever come to getting to go to the uh, the Museum of Death that's in L.A. Yes, and uh, I used to go eat at that Baskin Robbins that was yeah. also a Little Caesars all the time. And I was there. gonna say to you that uh, that Wendy's. Uh, yeah. many, many memories. Uh, I have a cousin that lives in Niagara Falls and we used to go there all the time and drink and he was working and he worked at the Skylon, the big tower okay, yeah. that you can the go big up. Tower, yeah. And, um, so me and his buddy, Mike, Mike, the same kid that got left in Cuba. If you go back to the shadow people episode, Oh, that was that Mike. Yeah. And he, the no one shit. that got too drunk and I had to leave him, uh, me and him, we drank a whole 26 or two myself, walked to Clifton Hill and cause it was so close. We were very good. My cousin was close and so was mike was down the street from my cousin so me and mike got obliterated pretty drunk and we went in wendy's we always used to go there and drink and go to the arcade and we i always have this memory of meeting these people that are on special k and we're like we're don't do this at home but we're like 15 drunk as shit and these kids like yeah we're on special k we're like what's special k and friends like, don't let friends do ketamine. Yeah, and we didn't do it, but they were like, yeah, it makes you feel like you're drunk. You just snorted it. And we hung out with these dudes that were 25. We were like 15 drunk in this Wendy's. And there's, I have a lot of memories of um, Clifton Hill is amazing, and it, it's funny that you have went there, and me and Chelsea mm-hmm. have went there. Like, I used to – she got sick of it, but I even said if, if shit wasn't what was happening now during my birthday in November last year, I would have – I wanted to go to Niagara Falls. I just wanted to drink – and go to the, the hotel, the the one that's right on the cliff. And I just wanted to get drunk and walk through some haunted houses and shit. If we're talking about the same hotel, the one that's like to the right Charity. of Planet Hollywood, Charity. it's right down by the yeah. water and it's yeah. like, like built it. Okay. So when I was 19, uh, my, my first girlfriend and I went there and I was wearing my favorite jeans, which were these torn up stitched together drawn all over <laughs> jeans it was a super weird day like we had had trouble at the border and all that shit and uh it was when i was still smoking cigarettes really heavily too and she smoked as well and uh so we got we got there and i was like all right i'm gonna rent this room and we're gonna we're gonna stay at this hotel and uh they were like you want smoking or non-smoking i was like uh smoking please She's like, oh we don't have uh, the guy was like, we don't have smoking in. And why would you uh, ask the, that? The sw- 
the suite that you wanted oh, because it was it was different yeah, time. Yeah. He's like he's like we don't have smoking at the suite that you wanted uh, at this price or whatever. And then this older woman came out and she's just like, what were they trying to get? Oh yeah, well we're booked up for that. Uh, give them the good one. Huh. On the house. And if you guys need anything like room service or this shit, anything, please, it was an older lady and she, uh, she just comped me a room on my birthday. She, and I was just like, uh, thank you. And she's like, everybody needs a little kindness now and again. Oh my God. That's so cool. I'll be like, I, what? To the day I die, I'll never forget it. So if this woman is listening, you know, thank you. That's Much amazing. love to you. You made my birthday. It was amazing. She gives a hot tub room. Dude, there's going to be this day that the fans will see video footage of me and Anton hanging out in Niagara Falls. It's going to happen one day. Um, I don't give a shit. It's It's got to happen. Well, what we've joked about, you know, going to Clifton Hill and looking across where you're on the street. We need side. to do that. I, I think know that. Be I mean, before before the border opens, yeah. like if you're down, I'm down. Yeah, we'll like, pick a day, and I totally want to do that. I'll have one of my friends come. We'll film it. It'll be amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll get Chelsea to come along, and she'll just film it and just like fucking just put wave. quarters yeah. in and be like, there he is. I know. And Chelsea laughed. I told her that that we wanted to do that, and I want this shit to lighten up because you know uh, I've never wanted to go to the states. Just my opinion. Um, now that I know you and Juan and I have best friends essentially in the States, I would like to go there. And you're so close, it's fucking stupid not to do it. We are like 45 minutes away from each other. It's, it's fucking, fucking weird. Dumb. And I know. this will be awesome because once I could literally drive just over the border and I could come meet you somewhere. You could show mm-hmm. me around. We're going to do this. It's going to happen one day. Um, so let's get into the last one. And I know you got one about a, a certain, yeah, do. certain yeah, premonition. Do. So a creepy legend surrounding the Titanic comes from the deathbed of a young Scottish girl named Jessie. On the same night the ship went down, Jessie was on the verge of dying. You're not going to do your Scottish? In her, de- uh, Scottish. In her delirious state, she supposedly spoke of a massive ship sinking in a man named Wally playing a fiddle. Uh, I, it's fine because Chelsea's stepdad is Scottish and I still fucking I used to be able to do this but I don't think I can I used to do ridiculous accents on this podcast and I don't think I can do it anymore I think my brain's shot put a little heavier on the throat action that lot throat action oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, go down and have some haggis keep uh, a bunch of shit in your fucking throat that peppercorn steak was great <laughs> but that, yeah, but that fucking sauce was just god awful. She's supposed to be spoke of a massive sinking ship and a man named Wally playing a fiddle. She had no idea of the, knowing of the Titanic that would sink that very night, or that Wallace Wally Hartley, yeah, like I was right on the fucking conspiracy episode, played his violin one last time as he and his band went down with the ship. Like I fucking said, there was definitely musicians playing. I still believe that the cellist just <laughs> rode that motherfucker the rest of the way. Like, ha ha! It's just very using strange. The violin as a paddle, yeah. sitting on top of it. <laughs> she's dead. She's well. She's dying, and she has this premonition of seeing this massive ship go down. And she's dying, so she's connected to somehow the astral world. Sees this. Well, the veil is just super thin at that point, so you're probably privy to a bunch more information. I'm, you know, I'm going to be on the side that I believe her. To be honest, it's yeah, it's I'll very. Take, I'll take, eerie I'll take and a opposite stance that I'm normally on, and I'll just go full belief. You're crazy. That's what everybody says. <laughs> All right, let's get into your story. That's another spooky dookie premonition. Spooky dookie. Morgan Robinson, Robertson published The Wreck of the Titan in 1898. 
14 years later, the real-life Titanic disaster happened, and many took that as a sign that the author had precognitive abilities. Robertson rejected those claims, which is weird because this is at the height of the spiritualist movement. Yeah. No, no, no. If it's if it's early, yeah, okay, so this is a pre-spiritualist movement. But if this would have happened with a different wreck 20 years later in the middle yeah. of the spiritualist movement, this dude would have probably been like, yeah, totally. Give me your money. You can totally talk to your He denies it, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, so he uh, he refuted those claims, saying that he was just drawing on his real-life experience as a seaman. Yeah, seaman. Seaman. <laughs> However, there are plenty of chillingly specific parallels between the book and reality. Besides the similar names, the fictitious Titan, like the Titanic, yep. was supposed to be the largest of its kind in an unsinkable ship. It also lacked enough lifeboats to accommodate its passenger load and struck an iceberg while going too fast in the North Atlantic. Both disasters also took place in April and cost thousands of people their lives. It's fucking so. crazy. And he knew some shit, man. He knew some shit, you know. And, uh, you know, maybe I wish he would just... Uh, Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. We all wish Jack <laughs> would draw us like one of his French girls. So, honestly, I really had fun doing this episode. Um, I doubt we'll get back in the Titanic. So we gave you two full-on crazy episodes of, uh, you know, a very you know, heart wrenching disaster, um, that everyone knows or should know about. And, um, it's, uh, I like this one, uh, conspiracy one, you know, it's, it's teeters because you don't really know what's real and what's not. I do believe there's some conspiracies behind this, but either way, this disaster was horrible. And, but my heart will go on. My heart will go on. I'm, I'm, uh, Tomcat, AKA Tom Thompson, and you can follow me at Strange Brew Podcast, at The Reptilian. Uh, look at us on TikTok, on Rizzle, on wherever you want to find us. But my heart will go on no matter what uh, because I'm immortal, um, as Billy would say, but it uh, doesn't matter. Nothing will kill me because I am immortal. My soul will carry on, and Celine Dion will forever haunt my dreams. I was playing this at work, and, like, fucking my buddy Jesse's down the brake press, like, be Ben's parts and shit. And then he's like, I was like, do you hear it? And he's like, and I was like, and my heart will. And he's like shaking his head, like looking over at me like, what the fuck, man? I was playing it loud as fuck too on my speaker. And the boss was probably like, what is fucking wrong with this kid? Ridiculous. Yeah, so shout yourself out, man, bro. I had a lot of fun doing this episode. It's, it was, yeah, this was a really great time. Uh, it's, it's always it's always good hanging with you. But yeah, the, um, Titanic's fucking crazy. Such a crazy yeah, I'm really story. glad we did a, a two-parter with the Titanic because yeah. I feel like there's way too much and, and too wide of a subject to cover with one single episode. 100%. Uh, hope all you listeners had a uh, had a wonderful time. On this voyage, uh, yes. On this voyage. Uh, I am, of course, you know, Anton Crowley, another one of your finest themed hosts in the Hoseheads here at uh, Strange Brew Podcast. You guys can find me on Instagram at HP Shovecraft. You can find me on Twitch at Invader Daggett underscore TTV. Tune in every Thursday for some Bloodthirsty Thursdays. And Tom and I have been trying to get uh, more streams up and running. Yes, Hopefully we, here in the yeah. new year we'll have a little more time to get everything going as my work schedule will have shifted. What is with the weird chipmunk? I, don't, it's, I think it's the guy that, that made the, the, guy that made the beat. The guy that made the beat. He's like, I made this, man. And it's because it's copyright free. It's his digital watermark that he has to throw yeah. in there. <laughs> so, and yeah, I want I want to do some more streams of uh, Friday Thirteenth. We have plans to do a lot of stuff for Patreon this year. Um, Yo, did you see the fucking Texas Chainsaw game that's coming out? 
What? Was it next to, dude, what? Yeah, and Kane Hodder is voice in Leatherface. No way. Like an actual... Yeah, dude. Is it like a Friday we, gotta we gotta stream it. It's gonna be dope. It's a horror survival game that takes place at the Sawyer family f- farm. Wow, they're really going for this shit with a lot of games, though, too. Um, because no matter what, we're definitely gonna be streaming when it comes out. Evil Dead. Um, Evil Dead is definitely you fucking on bet the your ass I can't we are. fucking wait for that. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you guys. We love everybody. Um, you know what? Uh, the best way to support us, buy merch, uh, jump on the Patreon. We will have more content. It's been, it's been lacking a little bit, but we have a lot of talks, do a lot of fun stuff for the Patreon, for fans that want to support us in that way and support us by it's it's literally like three bucks a month it's not that much and you can support us in the states i think it's actually slightly cheaper and so yeah you can listen we already have you know strange uh it's called stranger danger or rant episodes we have strange history which will be a lot more episodes coming on there we'll have a bunch of stuff coming on the patreon um but even you know follow us on tiktok but even we have ideas for twitch we have we're gonna there's a bunch of stuff that we have in the works um but yeah and rate rate and review us that's a good way to do it too is if you don't you know you don't want to spend the money yeah five star on itunes with a nice review um because we're 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 up there we're we're 5.5 on itunes or 5.5 that doesn't exist 4.5 on itunes we have a lot of great reviews on there um and we're like 4.3 on uh, apple Podcasts because we have three bad reviews from douchebags that all did one star but i used to like you but you made fun of the confederate flag so there's people which reminds me any of you out there that you know dislike what we say or have any issue with anything that we say Yell at us personally. Yeah. Don't post that shit on fucking iTunes. That's yeah. a dick move. You can tell so make, me. It's like making a one-star Yelp review. It means yeah. you got a... A tiny schmeckle. means you all got right. a George Washington-sized <laughs> peanut. All right. I, we love you all, and stay strange, fuckers. Stay strange. And keep watching the skies, because UFOs are seen more and more every day. Don't bring it up. You won't live much longer. Go sing slut as a youngster fucked by your father. How could he do this to his daughter? I sing the drunk on vodka, the rush of altering your state of being And I hate to see the way it's being Which way to the green, switch blade in the jeans This hate brings this sick race to the scene And I've been knocked over and stepped on and done the stepping I'm not sober breath drawn from the bomb and left with Thoughts in my dome, feel lost but I'm at home Feel locked in a zone, better watch the globe And it's set in stone, we will go beyond this false reality Use like magic and call it alchemy You drown out for you, jump off the fucking balcony This galaxy is run by reptiles beneath the streets We step our feet on, gas released from the core I see more and I'll blow your minds up Like a bomb strapped to my chest, time's up Too much.
watch In this reality, you ain't seeing much You're the students on my faculty to teach sluts That these guys are corrupt Feel the need to fuck Open your legs and you will see the lies breeding in us Not to think with our heads Drinking from the keg of stupid